0: Thank you everybody for being here. We are really excited to have you here with us. Uh, my name is Shubha Rao. I am a product manager in the container services team. And with me is Akshaya and Sharanya. And today we are gonna be speaking about improving observability for your containerized applications. So I wanna first start with what we mean by observability. <clears throat> uh, so for your developer team, observability f- is for the application, the service they built whether when they, send, when they get a request, uh, is there a response getting back? How quickly is that happening? Is there, is there are there any errors? And uh, if so, how do they really get an insight into the latencies or error codes uh, in terms of their application and its responses? Uh, in terms of a container as service, that is for the infrastructure team that's actually running these applications, uh, it's about the services, the tasks and the parts What is the real resource utilization? What is, uh, uh, you know, how are they doing with respect to uh, connections per second or health checks, things like that that are more about the container service level. For your infrastructure team that's in charge of running a cluster or a set of EC2 instances that's supporting that application, uh, that is uh, keeping track of the CPU memory utilization, keeping track of clusters and utilizations, and how do you really trigger auto scaling and other mechanisms that you have based on the data that you get about this layer. So observability spans multiple layers of the application stack, and uh, this is one of the important dimensions that we will cover in the solutions that we have built for observability. The second dimension that I wanna cover today is uh, compatibility with uh, your existing applications, with your existing tool sets and dashboards and mechanisms that you have built and that includes multiple things. You may have decided on using a complete AWS stack with CloudWatch uh, and X-Ray and other related dashboards. Uh, You may have decided to use one of our partner solutions, and that includes DataDocs, Plunk, Relic, Relic, a whole set of partner solutions. Or you may have decided to build your own for any reason, including long-term storage or analytics or going back for compliance purposes, things like that. And any mechanism that we build for giving you visibility and for giving you observability should span across all these tool sets or enable you to retain your tool sets and mechanisms, but still give you full stack visibility. And this is one of the important dimensions that we want to cover or that we want to keep in mind when we are building new applications and new mechanisms. There's a third dimension, which is where you really run your application or your services. And this may be one of multiple things that we provide. So AWS Container Services has a broad set of products today. Uh, It includes ECS and it includes EKS. Both of these support both EC2 mode, where you are bringing your own instances, and they both support Fargate mode, where uh, you are using a serverless platform, just saying what your tasks need in terms of CPU and memory. And um, different applications from different teams could be running on different services. And we want to give you a consistent experience and a consistent tool set that gives you full stack visibility with uh, existing dashboards. So this is the third dimension, which actually spans across all these services. So summary, we have so many dimensions to consider. Uh, you need visibility at different levels with different granularities of data. You want it to go to a whole set of different tools that you currently use without changing your developer experience or your infrastructure team experience. Uh, and we want to support it on, uh, give you, to give you a choice to run your app on the platform that's best suited for your app. So uh, considering all this, we've built multiple building blocks that you can use independent of each other and along with each other. And today, we are going to be deep diving into each one of these and, uh, and uh, show you some examples on how to set up and use these mechanisms uh, to actually help troubleshoot your applications. The first part, uh, the first building block I want to focus on is App Mesh. App Mesh helps you get consistent visibility for your application services. And uh, this helps you. This helps multiple teams coordinate based on the same type of data. Uh, the goal of App Mesh is to help get to the root cause of your issues when they arise, and help you isolate and debug and fix them really fast. And this includes traffic controls needed for deploying new versions of your applications. It includes uh, managing the communication patterns between different services that form an app, and that's like retries or health checks and circuit breaks, mechanisms like that. It also includes working with your existing uh, ECS and EKS experiences to provide all these deployment controls and uh, your security controls in a way that's seamless and uh, transparent to your application itself. Uh, So what I mean by consistency and transparency is something I will deep dive on a little bit here. Uh, This is a sample app that I have here. There is a front end, and it connects to a set of back end services. Imagine that they are built by different teams, and they're built in different programming languages. Uh, What you do today to get the application level visibility that's the top of the stack that I first spoke about is that typically you 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 use different language libraries. And that means that different services and different programming languages may be actually aggregating metrics in a different format. or uh, They may not be giving, uh, adding the same type of headers to your logs. So that type of uh, consistency is only possible if your entire company uses the same languages, which is not very realistic in most of our customers. And, uh, uh, and also, it ties you down into the specific libraries and upgrading them to get new features. And that includes application newer version deployment, especially if your libraries need an update uh, in terms of security features or uh, security patches or new features. How can can you get around that? Uh, The way to do that is using Service Mesh. Service Mesh helps you decouple that observability logic from your language libraries into a separate proxy. This proxy runs along with your applications, and it can be programmed dynamically. Uh, and it can be upgraded independently. And this proxy acts as the ingress and egress gateway for all communication between your services. So what's going from front-end to uh, to the search app is not really going directly from front-end to uh, search or through an intermediate load balancer. The proxy that is deployed with these two services are actually doing some magic that includes both collecting data as well as bringing in newer traffic controls and security mechanisms like encryption or mutual authentication of uh, your TLS connections before it's sent out to the client services. And the same thing uh, you, know, you can have either for all your services or you can even uh, you know, have some services on the mesh and others being managed services that your mesh reaches out to. The proxy collects and aggregates a lot of the data so that you get consistent mechanisms across teams. It still requires that you deploy the proxy with all uh, services, but uh, in a lot of our customers, that's easier to do that because it's often handled not by the developer team, but by an infrastructure team, which can do it in a manner that's transparent to the application. Your app doesn't have to change the port it's speaking on or the mechanism it uses to uh, you know, connect with another backend you can actually bring in that service discovery and load balancing and routing and retries and all these new features directly at the proxy layer, uh, independent and de- decoupled from your app itself. And if you want to add new, fe- new features to magically give your developers a new experience uh, in terms of you know, dashboards they have, you can just turn it on without really having to uh, coordinate across different teams and different services. Uh, AppMesh is a control plane that ensures that all proxies that are deployed with your app have consistent configuration. And that means that the proxies know about all the healthy and valid and new endpoints, and they keep track of some type of a version mechanism to help you do uh, new deployments, either in a hidden mode until you validate it, or in a canary based on header mode, or in an A-B testing mode, whatever you may prefer. So AppMesh also brings in integrations with other things that we have in AWS, including not just container orchestration, user experience, but also things like uh, Cloud Map Service Discovery, Resource Access Manager to share mesh between different accounts, ACM to do certificate management for your services, et cetera. So so with AppMesh, what do you do in terms of dashboards? Imagine the ideal experience, you know, a our developer comes in, writes a service business logic code, deploys it somewhere, and magically they see a new dashboard that includes not just their service metric, but also service to service, and uh, you know, all the dependencies that they interact with, and gives, uh, gives them a real good map of the latencies and error codes and everything else. That's what's possible with AppMesh today, and I want to speak about how we exactly set it up, and how it really works with all the dimensions that I spoke about uh, previously. So the first example here is how you make it work with CloudWatch. Uh, so you deploy a proxy. Uh, the, the box you see here is the tasker part. You deploy a proxy as a sidecar mode. Uh, and then you deploy the CloudWatch agent, because why uh, that proxy that AppMesh works with, uh, puts the access logs in a predefined location that a StatsD agent or a CloudWatch agent needs to look at and send to the service. Uh, And this works both with CloudWatch agent as well as a generic stats reagent that any of our partners use. So we have integrations with a lot of our partners to uh, scrape the logs and metrics from every task from every service that's connected to the mesh and to aggregate it appropriately and use the dashboards that the partners provide to get that new data. So again, the app developer team is not doing anything extra. The infrastructure is actually adding AppMesh config, and you will get pre-created dashboards from our partners, and you can populate it with all this new data. Uh, The same thing works uh, with uh, other open source and self-managed solutions as well. Uh, AppMesh has an integration and a set of dashboards that you can use if you're uh, running Prometheus and Grafana. And uh, it's not just per service. I want to highlight that it's per service dashboard service-to-service interaction dashboard, it's tracing to go all the way down from a service level to an actual application API call and workflows to connect between all these different views. Um, I want to highlight a few dashboards that you could create. Uh, The first one here is CloudWatch. Uh, Here I'm showing the number of uh, requests that are received and uh, responses that are provided by a certain service, the front-end service and uh, it can, it, it, you can create dashboards to include a whole set of metrics. Uh, Envoy by default uh, generates uh, both percentile metrics and uh, you know, tens or hundreds of metrics already, so you just need to create the right dashboards for your teams. Uh, this is an example of a Prometheus dashboard where this is something aggregated at a namespace level, so if there's multiple services in one namespace that's actually owned by a certain team, you can show everything that's going on uh, that's, you know, that can be monitored on an ongoing basis, and that includes whether there are the top five services that are performing well or not performing well, and uh, you know, the API requests that are going on, latencies, error codes, everything else. And this is the example of uh, uh, and then the next drill down view, essentially, if your summarized dashboard shows some events or some alerts, this, uh, you, know, you can quickly dive down to get more granular and more richer data. And this is the example of a tracing dashboard. Um, AppMesh collects and propagates X-ray traces. It also works with other open source solutions like Jaeger, And uh, you get all the way, you can deep dive to understand the actual latencies and function call and aggregated error rates. This is a new service that we have launched recently. uh, CloudWatch team has a service lens dashboards, which helps interconnect between all these uh, mechanisms that exist. So you have a metrics dashboard, you have a uh, set of logs collected, you have the tracing dashboard. This is just an application-centric view of interconnecting all these together. So to summarize, AppMesh is uh, is built to get you application-level visibility, and it works across AWS self-managed or partner solutions, and it works across any type of compute service that you can have your application running on and uh, this is built in a way that scales and works with anything on amazon and uh, you, know, you can use it in a manner that you know gives you richer visibility on both uh, and help you connect everything going on at the app level with things like compute services and uh, ec2 instance and clusters so uh, to speak about the next building block i want to sp- uh, call akshay on stage to speak about firelens and FluentBit.
1: Thanks, Shubha. Hi, everyone. My name is Akshay. I'm a product manager with Fargate. Uh, FireLens is essentially a feature which we launched a couple of months ago, which enables extensibilities to send your telemetry data to a number of tools. As Shubha mentioned before, we recognize that customers have self-managed tools, they have partner tools, and they they, they use tools which AWS uh, provides for observability. So this gives you an extension point to use whatever. uh, It gives you selection out of the box on ECS and Fargate. So before we, we dive deep into what exactly FireLens is and how it works and how you can use it, let's take a look as to why we built FireLens. So when we first uh, launched Fargate in, uh, in, in reInvent in 2017, we had support for only eight, uh, only CloudWatch logs, and it soon became apparent we got a lot of feedback from customers saying, hey, I wanna send my logs to Splunk, to Datadog, to Sumo Logic, I want to send my logs to my self-managed ELK stack. I want to send my logs straight to S3 and maybe call it on-demand to Elasticsearch. So there was clearly a wide array of solutions customers wanted, or, or destinations customers wanted to send their logs for. And that was a pain point that became readily apparent to us. The second one was uh, the way logging works in, 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 in the container runtime industry is, is, is in the container world is you there are two ways. One is the log drivers are built into the container runtime. Or two, there is a way you can sidecar your logs, pipe it to a specific location on the disk, and then the sidecar reads off that and sends it to your final destination. But we found that both of these approaches weren't really scalable. Because uh, especially the first one where if you have log drivers built into the container runtime, whenever you want to have a new uh, a new destination, let's say MSK was uh, launched recently, uh, uh, and, and you want to send your logs to MSK, so uh, a- a Amazon managed Kafka service for, uh, 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 and customers said, hey, I wanna send my logs to a new destination and I wanna, as you launch new services, I want this to be extensible and scalable. So that's why we thought, okay, let's, so we need a solution that's super scalable. So what we came up with is a solution that we have independent configuration of your, uh, your log destination. So whatever you want, you can add as a plugin and the compute itself. So you can, you can have decoupling of the, of those of these two components. The second one was, was, was pretty obvious that we need an extensive community. So that's why we went with Fluent Bit and FluentD as, as, as a solution to enable that ecosystem of, 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 of log destinations that you probably would like to use. And we also heard from customers that they want us to manage the image of the Fluent Bit image. So we worked with the Fluent Bit community, contributed plugins, and uh, built that ecosystem around Fluent Bit so you get selection out of the box when you're running containers in ECS on EC2 and on ECS on Fargate. So let's take a look at FireLens in a, uh, in a, in a bit more depth. Uh, it's essentially an interface that sends you to many destinations, so one-to-many destinations, and the theme we're going with right here is extensibility, and we heard that's important from customers. So we contributed a, 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 a plugins to the FluentBit community, specifically CloudWatch, uh, we, we contributed Kinesis Firehose and Kinesis Data Streams. Uh, we asked our partners to contribute to Fluentbit, so you have a lot of uh, uh, plugin ecosystem uh, available with Fluentbit. You can use Fluentbit to send logs uh, as, a, as a way to filter and transform logs at your nodes. So Fluentbit has a lot of, of, of uh, built-in functions to say, hey, send some logs to S3, send some logs to my final endpoint based on on regular expressions or tags. And that gives you cost savings because customers told us not all logs are equal importance. We'd like to send some logs to cold storage and then some to index later so that it gives them those cost savings. And we also heard from customers that they want to decouple log ingestion pipeline so what i mean by that is uh, this this the firelens interface allows you to separately configure your logging from your application they want uh, customers wanted that decoupled because many of our customers had separate teams that managed log ingestion versus application so they wanted us decoupled uh, and 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 that's why we built it this way so let's take a little bit of uh, how it looks underneath uh, you essentially have a application container uh, we built a component or we built plumbing to to read from 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 your application uh, logs which is in, in in the container world is your standard out it lead, it reads directly from that and it streams it to a fluent bit sidecar the fluent bit sidecar is is usually uh, what we recommend is the aws for fluent bit container image which we distribute uh, and it's hosted in every ecr uh, in, in, in all aws regions on ecr so that Fluent Pit container has configuration to say where you want to send your logs to. So you get that out-of-the-box extensibility. In this specific example, it's CloudWatch or Kinesis Firehose or any partner tools, and it could even be your self-managed Elk stack. So you get that extensibility out of the box. I've also included the source here. In case you're interested, we've had uh, we have benchmarks as to how fluent bit performs because it's a sidecar. We recognize that customers are sensitive to running sidecars in their container space, so they want uh, really efficient software to be running, so that it doesn't eat too much, too, too much resources. So we have uh, uh, done benchmarks, and it's based on the blog at the link below. This is what the interface looks like uh, if you were to use it. Uh, the options field you see there's a you have you have extensive selection so you can send it to anywhere you like and that's your application container so your application container you select an interface called FireLens and then you can send wherever the, to whichever destination you want and uh, essentially the destination supported by Fluent Bit and Fluentd and uh, and last I checked there was almost 100 supported destinations with Fluentd. And then you have secret options, the way to uh, which is natively built in to set because we recognize some of the way to configure these drivers have secret sensitive information such as API keys. So you have built-in uh, secrets management support there. And then you have to uh, add a Fluent Bit sidecar, which which I showed in the previous architecture, and that's the AWS for Fluent Bit image. And finally, you have the configuration for File Lens, which is uh, which is the decoupling of uh, log. Uh, configuration from the app configuration, and that's made through uh, um, that's done through the FireLens configuration. So let's take a look and see uh, a look at it and put it in perspective in the framework Shubha laid out. Uh, so FireLens is built on using AWS for Fluent Bit, so it works on ECS and Fargate natively. However, because it's the AWS for Fluent Pit image, you can actually take that image and daemons, uh, set it in your Kubernetes clusters as well. So it does work with EKS and EC2, but you have to uh, DIY the Fluent Pit image and deploy it in your cluster. So you, you get the same selection, but you just have to do a little bit more manual uh, deployments. Uh, it works with partner and self-managed tools. So the compatibility is the key theme of Ireland. So essentially you can send it to partners or self-managed tools. It totally works, you can send it to almost anywhere. And finally, you, you can collect multiple levels of the logs. By default, we collect your application logs, but FireLens, uh, uh, Fluent, FluentD and FluentBit have ways to uh, add more input sources, so you can get different layers of your stack. You can uh, ask it to parse and scrape your logs and send it to anywhere. So to summarize, you wanna use FireLens if you want to send logs to any uh, de- uh, self-managed tool or, or a partner tool. And you have a native way to do so on ECS and Fargate, and you have a DIY way to do it on EKS or your Kubernetes self-managed clusters. So let me pass it on to Sharanya, who's going to talk about Container Insights, which is the third product which we were talking about, and how it helps you get better observability.
2: Hello. I'm Sharanya Devraj. I'm an engineer on the AWS Container Services team here to talk about container insights. So initially we had learned from customers that different teams in their organization preferred using different container orchestration solutions for building their applications. This could be due to different developer experiences or the ease of use. So with different container services, customers used different tools for getting visibility into their applications. For example, in ECS and Fargate world, customers relied on CloudWatch for getting cluster and service-level visibility. EKS customers preferred using third-party solutions such as Prometheus for getting metrics. Often, these microservices would interact with each other in some way or the other, so the missing piece here was a single unified tool that would provide visibility across different container platforms. To address this use case, we launched CloudWatch Container Insights, which works across different container services that AWS offers, namely Amazon ECS, Amazon EKS, AWS Fargate, and it also works on Kubernetes on EC2. Cool, so what is CloudWatch Container Insights? It's a fully managed observability service that's integrated with Amazon CloudWatch for providing observability for uh, for your containerized applications and microservices. So what does Container Insights provide? It provides metrics that's aggregated at different levels of the stack, namely infrastructure and application. Say if you own Amazon ECS or EKS clusters with instances or nodes in them, then Insights provides metrics such as what is the CPU or disk utilization of your clusters. It doesn't stop there, it also provides metrics at the service level and individual task or pod level metrics, and also down to individual containers. So what are customers going to do with all these metrics and logs? CloudWatch, CloudWatch provides mechanisms to monitor and alarm on these metrics, which you can then leverage for debugging, say when there is an operational issue. It also provides automated dashboards for you which provides better visualization of the metrics at the different aggregation levels. So how does Container Insights do that? Container Insights gets its metrics from different container services in the form of performance log events. These are nothing but JSON schema of all the metrics. CloudWatch then uses these performance logs to aggregate the metrics at different levels. For example, in AKS World, it aggregates all the container performance logs to give you the pod level metrics. One good thing is these performance logs are available to you, which you can then combine with Log Insights for better querying and analysis of your applications. So now that we know what container insights is, let's look into how do we enable it for different services. For Amazon ECS and Fargate, it's simple. You could use the Put Account Settings API to turn on Container Insights for all the new clusters that you would be creating using that account. For existing clusters, you could use the Update Cluster Settings API to enable Container Insights for those clusters. Or say, if you want to turn on Container Insights only for selected clusters, then you could do that while you're creating the clusters using the Settings field. A newly released feature is obtaining ECS instance level metrics, which you could obtain by deploying the CloudWatch agent as a daemon service in your ECS clusters. Again, on ECS, you could deploy the CloudWatch agent as a daemon set for obtaining all uh, metrics in your clusters. We also provide a simple one-click script, which you could use Uh, for enabling Container Insights for your EKS clusters. This is also available as part of Container Insights documentation. So this is where Container Insights fits into the larger picture. As you can see, it works across different container platforms, namely ECS, EKS, Fargate, and also Kubernetes on EC2 mode. It is AWS-managed since it's integrated with CloudWatch. And it provides metrics at the container service level and also at the infrastructure level. Next, I want to jump into a demo, but before doing that, I want to discuss various use cases that we would be covering in the demo. First is debugging at the infrastructure level. So this includes all the clusters and nodes or instances that are running as part of your cluster. And some of the example metrics include, uh, say, your memory utilization of your clusters or nodes. Next is the container service level. When I say container service, it's the services and tasks that are running your microservices. And example metrics include uh, how many tasks are running in your service, how many tasks are still in the pending state, and what is the task or uh, pod level memory utilization or CPU utilization. Third is the application level. Say if you have enabled CloudWatch logs for your application, then you could combine it with log insights. To, get for, uh, to query and uh, you know, use your application data to get more information about what's going on. Next is you could enable App Mesh for your uh, services and get metrics through Envoy proxy uh, for information such as latencies and HTTP error codes. Next, let's jump into the demo. For that, I would like to invite Akshay to the stage so that we could discuss various use cases scenarios which uh, for debugging an application using the observability tools that we just discussed.
1: Thanks, Sharanya. So we're essentially going to go through a series of use cases we heard from you as customers, such that we, uh, we walk through some of our console interfaces and figure out how you can use them, and, and, and hopefully it's educative as to how you can use container insights, app mesh put together to get better observability into your applications. So the first thing we heard, uh, and Sharanya is, we heard from customers saying, hey, we're, we're, AWS has a, a broad selection of container services products. There's ECS, EKS, Fargate, and they have, uh, every customer has different teams. Some teams self-select to serverless, some teams self-select to Kubernetes. So there's clearly deployments across the stack, and it's also this time of the year where it's, it's, it's Thanksgiving, and so hence there's a lot of peak load. Do you have a demo which we can showcase, which which is similar to the use case which we hear from our customers?
2: Absolutely, so I have a very similar application that's running in in my account. So let's go over the architecture of the application. So I have a front-end service, which is a Ruby on Rails application that's running on top of ECS on Fargate. That front-end service is talking to a couple of back-end services. One is the Crystal back-end service, which is, again, running on top of ECS on Fargate. And the second back-end service is a Node.js application that's running on top of EKS. So it's, as you can see, it's running across different container platforms. So let's get a visualization of this application. So this is my Cloud9 environment. I have uh, some of my favorite commands uh, pasted here that I'm going to use while we are doing the demo. So I have uh, the load balancer URL of the application. So this is what the application looks like. So as you can see, there are about three copies of the front-end service running, and it's uh, making calls to three, uh, two back-end services, which is Node.js and Crystal. And uh, as as the front-end service makes the request, uh, the arrow points to the corresponding backend task in the respective availability zone. So there are three copies of each of the services running across three AZs. So let's dive deep into what the services look like. So this is the cluster I'm interested in and which my services are running. As you can see, there are two services running, which is the front-end service and the crystal service. Let's take a look into what the frontend service looks like. So this has about three uh, tasks of desired count, and the service is happy and healthy running all the three tasks here. This is my task definition of the frontend service. So the task has about 256 CPU units and 512 maybe bytes of memory. And there are three containers running as part of my frontend task. First is the frontend service, which is the application container itself. Oh, also I've enabled AppMesh for my uh, entire application. So as you can see here, I've hard-coded the virtual service name of the backend services so that, so that the front-end service is able to discover those backend services. Second is the Envoy container because I have enabled AppMesh. And third is the CloudWatch agent, and it is collecting metrics from the Envoy proxy through the StatsD the endpoint. So this is what my front-end service looks like. And next is the Crystal backend service that is also running on Fargate. And as you can see, uh, this has three uh, tasks. That's the desired number of tasks. And all my three tasks are running here. So let's go and take a look into uh, our EKS backend. So this is the namespace in which my pods are running. And as you can see here, there are about three copies of the Node.js application running here. So now that we know what our application setup looks like, and uh, actually also mentioned that it is Black Friday and Christmas time, so there's going to be high traffic to the customer's application, let's try to simulate that uh, with our application. So I'm going to use Apache Bench for doing that. So I've already hard-coded the URL here of the application, and this is the Apache uh, Apache, uh, benchmark that I'm going to run. So as you can see, it produces about 10 concurrent requests in a time period of 60 seconds, and this is going to happen in a loop. So what do you think, Akshay? Is this representative of what the customers would run?
1: Yeah, this is cool. I think this is, uh, there's a lot here. Uh, so let's spend some time unpacking it. So you said it's a fully distributed system, so if you could just open the uh, architecture diagram, yes, that's, yeah. it seemed pretty cool. So you have, uh, you have Fargate as, a, as, as your front end, and then you have Kubernetes in your back end. So this could be different teams in the same company, each choosing their own container services and talking to each other freely. And, uh, and, and they are, you have deployed them across. But that's, that's cool. It's, it's a highly distributed system. But then how do you observe them? Because it, it is a lot of components all over. Yes,
2: that's a good question. So I've already enabled Container Insights for my application. So let's go and take a look into what Container Insights dashboard looks like. So if you go here uh, and uh, if you have enabled container insights for at least one of your uh, container service clusters, then you would be able to see the option here. And in this dashboard, you would be able to navigate between different services such as ECS and EKS on the same dashboard. So let's take a look into what our ECS uh, clusters look like. So I have an option to uh, to filter the cluster that I'm interested in. So I'm going to choose that here. And as you can see, uh, we are able to obtain metrics such as what is the CPU utilization of the cluster, what is the memory utilization. Uh, So the container instance count is zero here because it's running on top of Fargate and there are no instances in the cluster. My task count is six, as we saw before, uh, for the two services that are running as part of my cluster. And scrolling down here, uh, you, you are able to see what's the exact amount of average CPU and the memory percentage that my cluster is utilizing here. So from this, let's move on to EKS clusters. Again, there are two EKS clusters that I own. Uh, let me choose the one that I want to see. So here, again, you would see similar metrics such as CPU utilization, uh, memory utilization of the cluster, what's the disk usage, uh, the, byte, uh, the network information And we also have diagnostic information such as the total number of uh, failed uh, failed worker nodes in the cluster and the total number of nodes here as well. Again, scrolling down here, uh, you get information such as uh, the health of the nodes. Again, uh, there is CPU and the percentage of memory utilized here. You could also move on to EKS nodes. So as you can see here, uh, these are uh, the different metrics and you also have the the CPU reservation metric for other uh, Kubernetes-related tasks. There is the disk usage, what is the memory utilization, network here, and the total number of pods, and also the number of containers running as part of the uh, services. Down here, you see uh, what is the pod name, on which EC2 instance it's running, what is the namespace it's running, and again, the CPU and the memory utilization as well. So whatever we saw now is the infrastructure level metrics, which includes your clusters and uh, the nodes belonging to the cluster.
1: Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, definitely, now we have a unified dashboard to see your distributed system, which is super cool. Uh, but what about application metrics, right? Because infrastructure metrics and is one, but then the, you wanna see your one is your orchestrator metrics, which is your services. And you also wanna go up the stack to application, because if I'm an app owner, I care about how my app is performing during peak season.
2: Yeah, so next, uh, let's move on to the container service level metrics, which includes your services and tasks. Hmm. And again, you could do that uh, from the same uh, dashboard. So let's move to ECS services uh, dashboard, and I'm going to choose the cluster I'm interested in. Again, you can see uh, what is the CPU utilization of my individual uh, services, Uh, memory utilization. Network is currently not available for AWS VPC mode or Fargate, but you can expect to see that here soon. This is the total number of desired tasks. What is the total number of uh, tasks running in each of my services? Uh, There are zero pending tasks. I do not have any task sets as part of my service, so the uh, metric is zero here. And there has been one deployment uh, for each of my service. Scrolling down here, you also get information such as the task definition of the task, what service it belongs to, and the CPU and the memory utilized. So there's uh, more information that you do not see in the dashboard, but uh, you could enable here, such as what task definition division is the task running on? So let's choose that. And if I want to know what the task ID is, I can again choose it here. So you get much more information uh, by enabling those here. So it's just not services, it also gives task level metrics. So as you can see, uh, this is a crystal, and uh, the information you have is the task definition name here. So you see the metrics here. You also have additional metrics such as what is the total number of bytes read and written by the container to the disk. And uh, down here you get individual container performance metrics. So as you can see here, I can see my front end service container is using about uh, eight percentage of CPU on an average over the past three hours. So I can also move on to the EKS services And uh, there is an option to filter based on my service, so I'm interested in my Node.js application service here. So let's choose that. And I get very similar metrics, such as CPU utilization, memory, uh, the network uh, transferred and received, and also the total number of pods. So down here you get the pod name, which service it belongs to, namespace, and again, the CPU and the memory uh, utilized. So whatever we saw now is the service level metrics. Mm -hmm. Next, we will move on and look at what the application level metrics uh, are from. So uh, since I showed you the CloudWatch agent, I'm going to show uh, I have enabled custom dashboards using that. So let's go over and take a look into the front end request.
1: So how, explain how this is coming in. So this is your ECS task. This is the Fargate task. Yes. And it's sending its application metrics. The Envoy is sending its application metrics to the CloudWatch agent, which is a sidecar. Yes. And there's a stats, the endpoint in the CloudWatch agent, which is then sending it through as a custom metric to CloudWatch. And that's we're right. able to see application dashboard for customers. Yes,
2: exactly. So uh, I have uh, created dashboards only for the metrics that I'm interested in. Okay. So some of the examples here include what is the total number of HTTP requests that's served by my front end task? What is the total number of uh, 200 responses that my front end receives from each of the back end here? What is the total request bytes sent to front end? And I also have my error codes uh, that my front end responds to to nice. the load that we generated. Uh, and then we also see uh, the front-end lat- latency. Did you notice that, Akshay, the latency has increased by a huge number since we have enabled the uh, load here?
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. And uh, so how would you go about, I mean, this is pretty cool. So you've basically gone all the way from infrastructure to the application and you've gone across container services, which is, which is definitely could be helpful for customers. But then how do we, how do you solve uh, the, for this in Fargate or what is your recommended approach?
2: Yeah, so whatever we are looking at right now is the application level metrics. So let's uh, go down a little bit and take a look into what's happening on our uh, service level metrics. So that could go- give more insights about, uh, you know, which tasks could be causing this bottleneck. So let's go back to the in- insights dashboard. Let's choose ECS services first to see what's going on with it. So let me choose my... Okay, so I do see that the front end task is consuming about 92% of the CPU. Uh, So yeah, this seems to be the task that is causing uh, the uh, the huge latency. And it also makes sense given that front end is the service that's like the gateway for all the the requests that Apache Bench is generating. So one cool thing about the dashboard is you could go here and change the time range in which you want to see the metrics. So let's look into uh, what's happening with the tasks in the past five minutes. So let me do that. Wow, so it's about 95% of CPU, and scrolling down, yeah, I definitely see the, task, uh, the front-end task consuming about 96% of CPU, while the Crystal task seems to be uh, service seems to be fine. Uh, it's consuming about 36%. So uh, now uh, you can see how using Container Insights, we have identified which task uh, our service is the bottleneck here. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Container in- Insights helps us do that.
1: So how would we solve this? Like, let's say this is a real situation, and- and then you notice this and how are you gonna solve this?
2: Yeah, so there are a couple of options that uh, we can do to uh, address this. So one is horizontal scaling or vertical scaling. So for this use case, let us go ahead and resize the front end task. Let's give it more CPU and memory so it's able to handle more requests from the load. So let's go back to our service view here. I'm going to give almost double the CPU. So let's create a new revision here and give it double the memory and double the CPU. Let's also change the CPU and memory of the front-end container. I'm giving it 1,024 maybe bytes and 512 units of CPU. And let's go ahead and update our service with the recent task definition that we just created. So it's gonna do a redeployment? Yes, that's right. Yeah, let's update the service. I'm going to choose the latest.
1: And this is a rolling deployment, so the existing task will be still serving traffic, and this will be added yes. on, and yeah. you can do blue green and others.
2: Yes, if that's you right. Want okay. So now uh, the new tasks would be in the process of you know running. Okay. so it gets more CPU and memory, and we can see how it performs. Got it. So yeah, we have seen uh, how using Container Insights, we have you know, updated uh, our service. We mm-hmm. could also use you know, adding more tasks to the uh, front-end service itself so it's able to handle more requests, which is another way to you know, solve this issue. Got it,
1: got it, that's cool. Uh, but So now we definitely have identified the bottleneck, but you know, uh, we hear use cases from customers saying, hey, I wanna be sure and they wanna dive down and say that, you know this is the container causing it because customers run multiple sidecars. And they said, okay, did I really fix the bottleneck? So do you have, is, can, you, can you dive to that level of granularity?
2: Yeah, definitely. So if you remember, I talked about performance logs before. Now let's go and take a look into what they look like and how we can you know, use that to dive into a container level metric. So let's go back here and, change the time range to three hours, and choose the uh, task we are interested in, let's say the front-end task. Mm -hmm. And clicking here, you can see uh, in the drop-down there is view performance logs. So I'm going to choose that. And I have some sample queries that we have uh, to use log insights with performance logs to get Mm -hmm. more information. So this is the first example that I'm going to use. It's going to uh, find a performance log of type task, and the task definitions uh, family is the front-end application, and I'm going to limit the results to one. So as you can see, the log group is already pre-selected for you, since Container Insights knows uh, which log group the performance logs belongs to. Cool. So let's run this query. And as you can see here, uh, this has much more information than what was available on the dashboard, such as uh, you know, what the task ID is, uh, what is the task definition revision, what service it belongs to, and the exact information about how much amount of CPU and memory units that's utilized. So wow, that's about, as we saw, it's 90% of the CPU being utilized. So yeah, this is what the performance log of a task looks like. So let's go back and run more interesting queries. Uh, So this particular query gets the average of CPU and the memory utilized uh, in one minute uh, period bins. So uh, using this, you get uh, more high cardinality data, and you could query this uh, using this particular query. So let's run this here.
1: This will give you visibility per container level.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, that would be the next one. So okay. this is like, you could, you know, get see how uh, your CPU utilization has increased over time. Mm-hmm. And this, since this is one minute bins, it's high cardinality data that you could use to query. Got so it. you can see how uh, from about 64, consu- 64 units of CPU consumption, it has increased to about, you know, 238 units out of the 256 units that we have reserved for this for this task. So yeah, as you asked, I'm going to show uh, a container level you know, information. So I'm going to use this query and uh, it, I'm going to look for the type container. And I also have the container name Hardcoded here, which is the front end service. And that's the one that I'm interested in. And I get again, the average of CPU and the memory that's utilized and also more information such as storage read and write bytes. So let's run this query again across the performance logs. And yeah, so here you see the container name, uh, what is the CPU and the memory reserved, which task it belongs to, and what is the average uh, CPU and memory uh, for this particular time range, which is three hours. So you could also drill down to five minutes and see uh, you know, how much CPU and memory this particular contain- container is, has, has been consuming. So you could drill down to performance level logs and get more interesting information using Log Insights. Oh, I also want to show something else, uh, which is application logs. I have already enabled CloudWatch logs for my front end service. So let's go ahead and uh, get more information from our application. So I chose this and I can go to application logs directly from the same insights dashboard.
1: Got it, so if this was two teams, the infrastructure team has fixed the problem by horizontally scaling the task. Mm -hmm. And now the application team is gonna validate it. Is it looking okay? Yes. That would be a use case for this?
2: Yeah, uh, definitely. So uh, as you can see here, the log group is, again, Mm pre-selected. And this is my task definition name. And application owners already know what their application is logging. Mm -hmm. So for example, I know what my front-end service is logging. So I'm going to use that uh, to find out some useful information. So let's do that. Uh, so, here is an application uh, log, uh, uh, a query that I'm going to use. So, I know that my application is logging, completed, and something, something, so let's use that to find out. So, the log stream I'm selecting is nothing but the task ID, so I already have it here, and I have limited the results to 20. So as you can see, this is what my application is logging. It, it logs completed, and what is the HTTP response to the uh, request, and uh, what is the uh, you know the latency at which the request has been served. So, since you're as an application owner, you already know this. So, you could use Log Insights. Uh, I have a more interesting query, um, which is. So I'm I'm getting the information such as, what is the status, which we saw 200, Mm -hmm. and uh, the milliseconds would be parsed as the latency. And I'm going to get the average latency over time by one minute bins, and I'm going to sort it by the latency. So let's see how uh, our our application was performing over the past three hours. Yeah, so it is returning uh, my average latency Mm -hmm. over the past three hours by uh, you know, time frame uh, in which the latency was there. And as you can see here, uh, it's probably increasing from 0.7 milliseconds, you know, f- uh, handling all the load, and it has come up to 60 milliseconds. Oh, that's a lot. So uh, you can use application data to get more information using Log Insights. Now let's go back and take a look into how our uh, App Mesh metrics are performing.
1: So- we should see it recover now. Yeah, hopefully.
2: So yeah, since we gave uh, more CPU and memory, I see that the number of HTTP requests served is almost nice. like you know increasing. I hope it becomes double. And uh, oh wow, so the request latency has also dropped here because you know we gave it more CPU, and it's able to handle more requests at this point of time. So we have seen how using Container Insights and AppMesh, uh, we, have, we have debugged and uh, issue, issue with the application, and we have seen the latency drop as well.
1: Oh, that's awesome. So, so just to summarize, especially with this demo, is we have Container Insights, which can run across ECS, EKS, and Fargate. And you can get full stack visibility right from the infrastructure to application. And you can add AppMesh onto your as as an added component to get this level of visibility. And if customers need to do this with other tools, they can use our open source uh, uh, telemetry shipping software like FireLens and FluentBit to send it to wherever they like to create similar views. And debug their distributed systems. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Thanks so yeah, much, Yeah, that, that was Arana. a great was, summary. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Uh, thanks so much, everybody. Uh, this is this is this marks the end of the session. Please uh, leave us feedback, and we'd be happy to answer questions. We'd be standing here. Thanks. Thank
2: you.